This is The Rooted Podcast, a conversation about the Christian worldview and its implications for every part of life. The Rooted Podcast is hosted by Steve Royce and Brady Johnson. Together, they have over two decades of experience in the business and tech industries and share a desire to help others filter all of life through the Christian faith. Hi, and thanks for listening to The Rooted Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Brady. And on this episode, we're finally wrapping up our series on the practical evangelism with a discussion of how you're going to maintain your relationship with the person that you've been talking to, regardless of whether or not they've chosen to follow Jesus. Yeah, we, we talked at the end of our last episode just about how it's it's a good thing when you feel led by the, the Holy Spirit to invite that person to make a decision. But you know what? They it's their, it's their heart. It's their free will. Like they may or may not actually do that. And what do we do then? Right? Like, what do we do if, uh, after all this time and all this relationship building, this person, uh, chooses not to, to become a Christian, not to follow Jesus, then what's, what's, what does that mean for you and for them and all this other stuff? And I think part of what we want to talk about in this episode is just to, to put, maybe some minds at ease that like nothing, nothing really has to change, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've you built this, I th- hope, great relationship where you've had a lot of communication about really important stuff with this person. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason not to continue that relationship with them just because you disagree uh, about the Christian worldview. I mean, you've, you've given it... <laughs> gave it the college, the old college try, gave them their bet, your best shot. You built a relationship, you shared with them and, and tried to answer questions. And for whatever reason, they, they just, uh, they're not convinced. And I mean, I don't want to be flippant about it, but at, at a certain level, I almost feel like, um, so what, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you, you still have a wonderful relationship with this person that you can keep up and it's your kind of your responsibility to, to maintain. Yeah. So, and and I think it's important that you have the, the correct mindset that there is no quota, right? This is when we talk about sales uh, analogies and we're going to take a, a bit of a divergent from there. We're, we're not looking at this as you have a specific quota to hit or, you know, you're being commissioned by a certain amount um, we do have the Great Commission, right? This is, you know, that we're going to go out. See what you did there. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we are called to go out and, and make disciples, but through this process, we have these relationships that we're going to continue to seed and water, and 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 really, the harvest will come in God's timing. And you know, it's our responsibility to just maintain those relationships, regardless of that decision. And um, like I, I mentioned, you know, last time, you know, for me personally, I, you know, again, I look at that kind of fondly as, again, if people didn't pursue me and continue to maintain relationships with me, again, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So um, keep that in mind when you're having these conversations, that it is something that, you know, these are in potentially lifelong friendships that you're, you're establishing. And, yeah. you know, God only knows when their time will be and 
you know, utilize these opportunities to just foster a, a good quality relationship, continue praying for them, continue inviting them to prayer, uh, continue inviting them to church. And, and again, just continue with that fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we mentioned last time, it's that part of the reason that we are just, we can't say enough that you should seek out to have relationships with people who aren't believers. And obviously you should desire that they come to know Jesus. It's the greatest relationship that they could ever possibly have. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, whether or not you continue to have a relationship with people shouldn't be conditioned upon whether they end up sharing certain beliefs with you or whether they exhibit certain behaviors or whether they achieve certain expectations that you have for them or for that relationship. Like we said, God does not look at us that way. And yeah. if we were to represent God to the world, we shouldn't look at others that way uh, as well. And so our our desire to continue the relationship with the, uh, with people, even if they don't agree with us, or I mean, maybe we're going to get crazy, especially if they don't agree with us. Yeah. It's very easy to have a relationship with someone who you see eye to eye with on most things. It's mm-hmm. It's a lot harder. And it says a lot more about you if you're able to have a relationship and continue relationships with people with whom you disagree about really big or important questions. And and that's what we're called to. We're called to be in the world, but not of it. Mm. And that implies that we we have some consistency in which we rub we rub shoulders with people who who disagree with us about about who Jesus is doesn't change our obligation to to be part of their lives and to to love them like Jesus uh, has called us to. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and your your point at the end of of our last episode really it was highlighting that and the way I looked at it was just really again just that mental picture of, you know, God looks at me uh and, and before before I looked to him fondly, he was always looking at me fondly and you know, how bad would it have been if, if God just looked at me as this sinner that he wanted nothing to do with because, you know, maybe I didn't agree with, you know, his word and, and, and what he wanted for my life. And so, you know, my rebellious, you know, teenage years or whatever uh, caused him to just not pursue me. You're done. That yeah. would suck. Right. <laughs> of course. And that that is uh, an idea that I think is worth worth reminding ourselves about and and it's so easy especially if you've put in all this time if mm-hmm. you've if you've really developed a, like a years long relationship with someone you you're really close to them it is it's way too easy to take things personally when yeah. they disagree with you or when they things just don't go your way and one of the things that we have to remind ourselves of and remember is that if a person rejects the gospel it is because they have rejected Jesus, not you. And it's too easy to take it personally and to feel like, oh, they're just, they don't, they're rejecting me. They're not rejecting you. Jesus said, if they hate you, it's because they hated me first. Mm. You know, if they're rejecting you, it's because they've rejected me. And, and to remember that, uh, I know it's easy to forget sometimes, but like we are not the gospel. We're not the saviors. That's right. So if they, if they just don't, agree about Jesus. It's Jesus that they have a problem with. You're there. You're, you're the messenger. That's mm-hmm. what we are. Um, they are, they're not, um, attacking us. They're attacking the message that we're bringing and the person that we represent. And there is something freeing about that, even though it, I mean, 
I would prefer people treat Jesus well because he certainly deserves it. But it's just one of those things that we have to remind ourselves that um, we are not responsible for how people respond, but also it, as much as it can feel personal, as much as it can hurt when, uh, when people reject the gospel message, it's not us they're rejecting. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the aspects um, of maintaining a relationship is being able to separate our own sense of self-esteem and identity and self-worth from how a person views uh, the gospel message. Because the only way, really, that you're, you're going to be able to have a, any kind of um, significant or robust relationship with someone who is an unbeliever is if you're able to separate out the fact that they don't follow Jesus from their their relationship with you and your ability to do the same. You have to be able to see them as a as another human being and and to to view them sort of through that lens with just the compassion and the empathy that we we owe another human being because we're Christians and because everyone's made in the image of God. And to be able to to separate that out and pray for them, but not uh, not take it on, mm-hmm. um, and to just say, well, yeah, we we disagree about Jesus, but I'm still me to you, and I'm I'm still going to be here for you and do whatever whatever I can to to be your friend and to to help. Yeah. So, and and I will say, like you know, tying it back to to our last topic, where you know, part of maintaining this relationship may be the continual overcoming of certain objections, right? And this is where if they're reject rejecting Jesus and, and the gospel of Jesus, there may be specifics that they have problems with. And as part of, you know, our responsibility through this relationship is to just continue through that conversation to identify if there's areas where, you know, we need to dig into a word study or they are, you know, hopefully attending you know, a Bible study with you uh, where you can continue to kind of, again, overcome those specific objections. Um, but again, it may not end up being they have a very realistic uh, perspective and, you know, they're they're just making this decision and, and that's what it is, you know, and uh, we just have to not let ourselves be too wrapped up in that as it being a personal rejection. Yeah. And, and how we respond is, it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, when things don't go our way, especially how we respond really does speak volumes about not just our character, but also about our faith. Right. That's, um, I mean, ideally, and this is, this is something that I, in my personal life, I've always striven for, but just this, that, um, because it was something that always bothered me when I was in in high school and, and even in college. And I would see this in other people where they were one person when they were in the room with you and with a, a certain group of people, like their church friends or whatever. And then you'd hear about other things that they did when they were out with other other friends from you know, high school or whatever. And it's just like, are you sure you're the same person? Cause it feels like you have an on off switch <laughs> um, and you're just changing who you are depending on, depending on where you're at. And that's where, again, it goes back to the conditional stuff, but just this idea that we should be just who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, people should feel like we are just, we're just us mm-hmm. uh, and that nothing really should change between us and them. Even when we disagree uh, or we arrive at different conclusions about something, it's just, it's, 
it's too important that we don't treat people differently even if they if they, even if they <laughs> decide that they they don't believe and and that's partly because what Paul talks about um, about how it, it really should be as much as it is possible with us uh, we should desire peace we should we should seek to live at peace with all men and so again is if their problem isn't really with me it's with Jesus then I should be able to try at least and maintain peace with them and to continue to show them love and to just be a good a good neighbor a good friend mm-hmm. uh, to them um, and of course sometimes that is impossible it is it is um, true that relationships can degrade and things things can go sideways and all that stuff. But I guess what we're saying is that if that happens, we as Christians really should be doing everything in our due diligence to make sure that that doesn't originate with us. Mm-hmm. If things go sideways, if the relationship uh, fades away over time, or if we just grow apart, that shouldn't be because we are we are pushing that we are initiating that it really should be like we're trying to maintain as many relationships with with people as we can because we're trying to find uh, as many opportunities to to share the gospel with people as we can mm. and so if we're you know, breaking off relationships and and ghosting people and all those other things like that really isn't really isn't any room for that uh in in our in our approach to evangelism, mm-hmm. um, given that, you know, unlike in Jesus day, when you, when they would shake the dust off their feet and walk away, they literally were going a few miles away to, to somewhere else. I mean, where we are basically connected to the whole world. And so you're never re- with Facebook. Thanks, Facebook. You're never really <laughs> truly disconnected from someone if you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And so it just, we find ourselves in a culture and in a time and a place where, you, you basically can maintain as much relationship with people as you desire. Mm-hmm. And it's up, it's up to you to, to keep that up. Yep. You know, as much as, it, again, as much as it depends on you. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely more connected now than we ever have before. And, you know, and we've emphasized a lot on, on maintaining a relationship with those who maybe disagree or, or have rejected the gospel, but, you know, also keep in mind those that have embraced and have accepted Jesus into their life. And, you know, they're walking this new life. And, you know, for some people, it may be a completely drastic change in their life. And they may not have family or they may have, you know, a complete change of circumstance in order to to, to really pursue this new life of theirs. Um, and again, just maintaining that and, and having that relationship continue to flourish. Uh, again, continue uh, pursuit of, of interactions and, and invite to Bible study and to church and uh, just making sure that they don't kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak, that, you know, that's not a sink or swim type of opportunity where you bring them in and then you just kind of abandon them, you know, Mm -hmm. once they've quote unquote, just made the sale and then you just walk on. Right. Uh, It's, it's our responsibility to continue to foster those relationships with those new Christians and, and make sure that any questions that they may have, uh, if they have specific areas of, of, of weakness, right. And we should be helping with accountability. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility that also comes with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's funny. You said that we were talking just before we started recording, we were talking about how important it is for Christians to have a philosophy 
of family mm. because you can define family in our, our culture defines family a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. for some people, it's who you share DNA with only. And then for others, it's who you uh, share a home with. And then for others, it's who you share values with. And for others, it's it's based on faith and all these other things. And it really does come down. I mean, if, if we are a body, it, as uh, as scripture says that we are in, in uh, places like 1 Corinthians um, 12 and and if we are members of one another, if we belong to one another, then as Christians, uh, man, it's, it sure seems like we really need to treat each other like we really are brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and not just say those words like, and then not do anything about them. Right? right. And so if this person has become a Christian, they are your brother and sister. They are your highest, truest family, mm-hmm. more than blood, more than um, more than, uh, even who, who you may live with, depending on, uh, the, the circumstances that the people who you, we share a bond in Christ with are our forever family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's our job to take care of each other a, as family. And, um, and so that's, that's a super important point. I'm glad you brought that up, Brady, because it really does make a difference in how we, we have to start looking at each other as if we really are family, but that only can happen if we have a proper, proper theology of, and philosophy of what is family? How should I think about it? What are my categories for, for who is my family? Like I, and Brady and I, and our, our, our biological families, our actual families, like, yes, those are our families, but we, I know both of us, we consider each other and each other's families our family mm-hmm. with no blood relation at all, but not just because we're related uh, and we, we share that bond in, in Jesus, but also because of just the amount of time that we spend together. Like we are family. Um, and that is a, that is a more biblical way of, of conceiving of this whole thing is that um, if someone becomes a believer, it's like, Hey, you're part of a club that uh, you're, you're not going to get out of now. You're kind of stuck with us forever, but, uh, but we're, we're going to love you and we're going to, we're going to take you under our wing. And especially if you've given up family, it's, well, that shouldn't be a concern. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it is because we don't do it right, but, but ideally it, it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a concern. If you have to leave family, that's okay. You have another one, a much bigger one, a one that is united with you in purpose and, and that we're just, we're going to take care of you. We're going to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that really wraps up our, our conversation on evangelism from a sales process uh, perspective, right? This is uh, kind of the finale of uh, this long form. Uh, next, really, you're going to see us digging into uh, more of a, a doctrinal approach. Uh, again, uh, the perspective will change from me being more of the student, uh, Steve being more of the teacher, um, and really the conversation will, will really pivot around these core doctrines, which are really important for uh, everything that we've talked about over the last, what, 13, 14 weeks now? So, more uh, than that, because well, we, yeah. we've been doing every other week. So, it's been uh, That's right. 28 weeks. Yeah. Plus the plus the break, so let's just call it a let's just call it an even six months. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you guys have been uh, listening in, in, in real time, 
Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for the last six months. If you guys have been binge listening, thanks for hanging out for the last few hours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. Please uh, give us some feedback and uh, let us know what you thought. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of the Rooted Podcast where we're getting into getting into doctrine. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on the Rooted Podcast, a creation of Rooted Productions and an affiliate of the Oasis Church in Gilbert, Arizona. For more information about the podcast or to submit a question or comment, please visit us at rooted.productions. Follow us on Instagram at rooted.productions or email podcast at rooted.productions. That's Rooted Dot Productions. We hope you'll join us next time.